Paramore. Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. A long time. Yeah, I could go for a nostalgia trip into that pop punk riot girl sound. I am a magnet for broken pieces. Huh. Okay then. Hi people and hello my Chili Con Carnage crew, it's Chili here for a 5 minute review on Paramore's newest album, This Is Why. And don't forget we do live streams every Friday, make sure to check it out. Now I haven't been keeping up with the band's activities since their last single, Ain't It Fun, released just over 10 years ago, and to be fair, I only heard a few of their songs before that. When Riot came out, I'll admit I was slightly forlorn for redheads and the band's image caught my attention, plus their tune Misery business kicked ass. Without reading the upcoming albums to be released, I knew that Paramore was due, because there was this one article that was just continuing to be played from NME about Fat Mike and Hayley Williams, and about 200 times I saw this article, and I'll discuss that a bit later. But first, let's talk about the music. The word that I've most commonly seen attributed to this album is mature. I've seen a lot of reviewers calling this album their most mature record ever, and after listening to it, I would agree with that sentiment. The record is a massive shift from what I was expecting to hear. It's nothing in the style of a pop-punk emo that was their previous styles. Instead, the band have grown up and decided to play a cross of genres that range from alt-rock to lo-fi indie jams. And it sounds so generic and disingenuous. It's like the band heard the new direction of Arcade Fire and said, that's the path that we want to follow. If you are an old school fan and haven't heard the band in ages, do not play this album. It's just so jarring to hear this band after all this time and it leaves me asking myself, is this the same group that's saying Monster for the Transformers soundtrack? Now, maybe I've been grabbing my pint of whiskey and enjoying a few too many videos from the Critical Drinker and make of his content and views what you will, but there was an interesting video I watched about the criticisms of Star Wars, in particular regarding the Obi-Wan series, and this loops around to the point I was talking about earlier. In Critical Drinker's video, the point was made that by focusing on a selection of people who abused someone online, the series could not have any negative feedback for fear of being lumped in with that crowd. It was like a get out of jail free card. As mentioned before, Hayley Williams has mentioned in an interview, everyone's trying to remember better days, but they weren't that much better. Fat Mike used to tell people I give good rim jobs. For context, Fat Mike said this on stage to his fans some 20 years ago, and you can decide for yourself about this statement, but it should be known that Fat Mike has always made jokes on stage in between songs. The guy is full of jokes that cross the line at the best of times, and it's part of his routine. It's probably to the ire of fans that Musical and other magazines used this line as the driving force for their stories, and well, that's the industry for you. The parallel I'm trying to make, and perhaps poorly, is that whether unintentional or by design, Hayley Williams has been made the victim, and any negative criticisms for the new release could be lumped in as someone who is part of a crowd of haters. Well, let's clear the air by stating this album has as much impact to me as an unmanned weather balloon over American airspace. The Associated Press were checking Twitter on several different official... Oh. Oh. I think this album just sucks, but even if I didn't read these articles, I would have come to the same conclusion anyway. 
This album has as much flavour as a slice of white bread and a glass of water as the band subjugate the listener to thankfully only 36 minutes of subpar songs. At first I thought, well, maybe it's not my style, but this isn't true. I enjoy bands that play similar styles of music to this album, like Alt-J, Mac DeMarco, Dope Lemon and Ocean Alley. The difference is these are good bands who can write great songs that are catchy and interesting. Meanwhile, Paramore's songs on offer are lacklustre and contain little to no hooks to catch the attention of listeners. A few songs on here have a bit of energy, ditching that lo-fi sound for a dabble of alt-rock like on This Is Why, The News and Running Out Of Time, but I just find the lyrics for that last track in particular so asinine. Some person's list of excuses written into a song makes for dull listening. The band has stated they wanted to take a departure from their poppier sounding previous album and were craving to write a rockier sounding album. And this has been stated by guitarist Taylor York. Yes, there is a stylistic change from their last effort, but it feels like this. Hold on, done. The sound of this record comes across as a subpar effort of a later era Cranberries mixed in with the 1975. It annoys me somewhat to see Paramore headlining the When We Were Young festival, especially ahead of other bigger bands or bands that really created the scene or made emo famous. I know Paramore are part of the image of that emo scene counterculture, but I have to wonder how genuine they really were. Is this a band that wanted to write certain music but was pushed by record execs to write for a certain crowd? Are they perhaps deceitful in their earlier efforts? Frankly, I'm not losing any sleep not knowing the answer to this question. They only had a handful of tracks that I enjoyed at the end of the day. Whether it was manipulation from the record execs or a shallow move from the band, I couldn't care to find out because in the end, the result to me is this is one lackluster ballfest of an album that is getting hype because of an interview about another big name in the music scene who doesn't give a fuck and stayed true to his style for his 40 year career. Fat Mike may not be a household name, but he is genuine to his music and a punk rock icon. He got to where he is from hard fucking work and it boils my piss that you need to drag him through the mud because you either didn't understand how punk rock works or what he is about. Unsurprisingly perhaps is that every music publication that ran this article has given this album glowing reviews and slated it as a near perfect album. On the other hand, I'm not these publications, and this is just my opinion, so you may brush it off if you want. Overall, I will rate this album at 500,000 chilies on the spicy scale, with the news saving it from an even lower score. Maybe this is why, to a small degree. A lot of emo bands from the mid-noughties have changed their music drastically over time, in similar vein to the new metal acts from the 90s. It's perhaps improper to lump Paramore in with the emo scene as musically they were very different, and now the band have shifted to a more refined sound, but at the end of this deep dive, maybe I should have left them as the band they were with a few good songs from my past. Did you like the video? If so, please drop a like, and if you disliked it, drop a dislike. Comment below, hey, and if I've wormed it, can you subscribe to us? And as always, stay spicy. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Live Listener Race. And if you have enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with all your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our Chili Con Carnage crew so you can get notified for all the future videos that we put out, as we put out videos every Friday. 
Also, we are on Discord, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter over at Live Listener Race, so make sure to tune in over there. And don't forget to like this video so that our manager can stay very happy.